Hello and welcome to Crystal Podcast on iCode Media. Today on our bonus episode number 42, we're going to talk to Dr. Kyle Cludy about how total patient care and creating your practice on purpose can help solve the problem and really does solve the problem of answering the question, the classic question, is it routine or is it medical? So Kyle, you and I have have developed a mastermind group and uh, developed sort of a resource we call Total Patient Care. And, and the whole idea behind that is you have a patient that comes to the practice primarily through their comprehensive vision exam. And that comprehensive vision exam, there becomes this push and pull between what Who's going to get? Who's going to pay for that exam? And the reality is, if we're if we're being honest, the reality is is comprehensive vision plans or med, you know managed vision care plans do not compensate doctors commensurate with the time and expertise that they that they are delivering to the patient. They know it. We know it. And uh, so there's this battle between like the patient that comes in that wants good care, and then we're sit, sitting here like trying to give them good care, but we're also battling the fact that if I give you the care that you really need, it is uh, taking away and detracting from my practice because I, I can't do it in a time that makes sense for what I'm getting paid for. And so that is the challenge of the profession and it is a deep challenge. And I, I applaud the AOA, they're working you know, uh, on that challenge, but it is not one that is easily solvable. And even if they could solve some of it to a little higher level, we're still gonna be left with this with this question because I, I still can't imagine that, you know, these managed vision care plan plans are going to be um, paying what a medical plan would pay commensurate with the, the services that I means they're going to have to improve by three to 400% in order to compete on that level. And right. they're just not going to. So that's no. the problem. I think I've set it up. Maybe I've missed a couple things, but, but uh, how do we solve for this in a practice? How does total patient care solve for that? Oh, great question. Uh, and I think the, exactly what you said uh, as we were speaking before we started the recording is that a lot of us think, and myself included, we thought at one point, like, there's got to be some magic solution. There's got to be some, you know, uh, one decision that's going to decide it all. But really what it comes down to is it just comes down to having the right plan and putting yourself uh, into really back into control uh, of your decision making. So. Um, really, it, you know, it starts with the right mindset. You know, we talked about like three things, really the main three categories that help you make that transition in your practice or uh, help, you know, take on this conflict between, in, you know, vision insurance and medical insurance is just having the right mindset or belief about what we do as optometrists. We've talked about that in past podcasts. We don't necessarily have to really review that. But, you know, we, we got to believe that our we are the primary eye care providers for our patients, that we should be kind of the one-stop shop for all things eye care for our patients. Uh, so it's having that, you know, primary eye care uh, mentality and the belief that uh, we can do it all and do all the dry eye and glaucoma and all those things. And that we should, not just that we can do it, but we should be like, we are highly valued and should be paid well and reimbursed well uh, based upon those that expertise and those skills, right? Um, and not just paid back based upon what a vision plan can pay us. So, mm -hmm. so it's having that mindset. It's also having a good plan and a, and a and a protocol in your practice. And you said it so well. I told you this when we were running the other day, but you said it so well in your uh, recent interview with uh, 
Adam Shmeva on his podcast, mm. but you said something like, um, we, it's not that like when you set up a plan in your practice to handle both vision and medical, uh, it's not that the conflict is dissolved, right? It doesn't just go away, but the reason it's way better at your practice is because you're actually planning for those points of contention with patients. So that's what the total patient care model does for us is it, it basically sets you up uh, a protocol for each one of the pillars in your practice. Uh, and then it allows you to, you know, uh, find, you know, find disease symptoms and signs of diabetes or dry eye or glaucoma or myopia management patients. And it allows you to set those patients up into those kind of pillar areas and then plan for those conversations about their medical insurance, about their vision insurance, the difference between those two things, and then prepare your staff to do the same. So uh, it's not that it, yes, it does. I think it does in the long run cut down on some of the confusion. Of course it does, but, um, but really you're, you feel like you're more in control now with that. And the last thing uh, I think the total patient care model does, and that's what we've created with this mastermind group is accountability. So uh, accountability, you know, you can, uh, you can have the right mindset with with behavioral change or have the right mindset or have the right uh, ambition about changing your practice. And you may have a good plan, but a lot of times those those new uh, those new plans can sputter after several months if you don't have accountability in place. So that's what we uh, help you do with a total patient care model, both within the model, there's accountability structures built in and just you and I helping doctors do that is a lot of fun over the next, you know, uh, three months or 90 days of holding them accountable to that. Yeah. You know, um, we're going to talk, I want to talk a little bit more, more about some of the outcomes we've seen and that accountability portion within the mastermind group. We'll do that for next week, but for this week, I want to, I want to focus on those first two of, of, you know, mindset and beliefs. And I'm going to throw this out there and I, I think, I think it's accurate. I am. I'm really. I know we don't like the term screening, and I may have said this on on a previous podcast. I don't like the word comprehensive screening, but I really think when you look at what managed vision care payers are paying us to do, is they are paying us to provide a refraction. Possibly they'll they'll pay us to provide a contact lens evaluation or they'll contribute to some component of that. And they're, they are paying us to do a really good screening comprehensive exam. And to the extent of what that means to them, by and large, it takes on the definition of a comprehensive, a 920X4, which would include a basic sensory motor evaluation, uh, some, sort of some sort of visual field assessment, ophthalmoscopic assessment, some history, uh, and, and, uh, a slit lamp examination. I mean, essentially that's, that's what they're paying us for, but we are tr not trained to do screenings. We are not trained. I mean, we're trained to do them, right? But we're trained to do more than a screening. And so what, what I think in this sort of mindset comes in is when a patient comes into your practice, when I think about screening, a screening exam, that's, there's nothing dirty about that. There's not, nothing wrong with it. But but in our minds, we think school screening. Like that's what I think right. of when I think of screening. That is not what we're talking about. We're talking about evaluating that patient th very thoroughly in the sense of very broadly. You know, I'm looking for high 
high likelihood triggers that are going to indicate this patient likely has other eye disease going on or systemic disease going on. And I don't have to manage it at that, at that point. Um, but I have to be able to acknowledge it and communicate that patient what is going on. And that's where I think this, this sort of shift in mindset has to come. That comprehensive exam is a, uh, a huge broad net. How, what else, what else can we do to sort of clarify that? Am I wrong in thinking of that as a screening? It's a dirty word. I don't even like saying no. it. it. It actually feels wrong. No, I agree. But I think that's the way we have to think about it. Yeah, I agree. I think we do have to think about it that way. Uh, and I don't think screening is, I, I feel the same way about it because we do so much work, like, through, I don't know, you probably do the same thing through your marketing and through AOA of like, what's the difference between a school screening? Yes. What's the difference between a comprehensive exam? Um, and, you know, I think there's a lot of problems when you, I mean, not to get into really the semantics, but I, I think there's a problem, problems with that word comprehensive exam as well. <clears throat> you know, we think of like, excuse me, I think we the way that we're trained in school, obviously it's, it's great training, but when we think of that comprehensive exam, we think of, okay, every single annual comprehensive exam, it's stereo, it's color vision, it's, you know, it's doing it comprehensively. Um, and it's almost like, um, that word potentially needs to be changed to just an annual, maybe not even screening, but just an annual exam annual. And I don't, I don't even, some people don't like routine, uh, root, annual routine exam. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know if I like that either. Routine or well, but, well exam. Yeah, yeah, wellness you know, exam. A well visit. You know, you know. same thing. Because uh, yeah. comprehensive, but, you know, when, kind of denotes this this like breadth and depth. Yes. You know, like when you think yeah. of comprehensive, you're thinking that you have all of this stuff. Uh, so it's just not right. the. I mean, it just and and I think internally we we. Th we think it should be something different than what the vision plans think it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think we, we want to make our annual exam or a comprehensive exam exam so deep and thorough. That's probably the better word thorough. Yes. Right. Cause yes. I, I do like what you're saying, breadth and depth. We want to make it so thorough that we're irreplaceable. I think is, is mm. basically the, the mm -hmm. fear that might be there. You know, it's like we and and that's a great idea, of course. We want to do that, but I wonder if we've kind of cornered ourselves um, mm -hmm. with doing that, with having that mindset. So, you know, if you think of comprehensive as only as what you say, uh, breadth. Yep. Like I'm okay with that, but I'm not necessarily okay with depth, right? Yes. Uh, or maybe I'm thinking opposite, oppositely. So. Um, I'm okay with more of the screening mindset. Yeah, you're going to cover everything as much as you possibly can. But the second one of those, a sign of any a symptom or a sign of any sort of disease state is triggered or found, uh, anything beyond giving the patient what they came there for, which is 99% of the time their glasses and contact lenses, should be passed on to another exam, you know, a couple weeks later or a month later or six months later, depending upon you know, your protocol for that specific disease state. Yeah. So, so then, you know, I want to, I want to, I, I agree with that. I think, um, you know, whether or not everybody agrees with it, it's, it's okay if you don't. I mean, I think that the reality is, is that if, if you don't accept that, 
if you don't accept that premise that we had just discussed, then you are you're locked into one of three camps. One is you still develop a you, you still have a comprehensive exam that gives you a lot of breadth and a lot of depth. And, and you provide that under a managed vision care plan and the, and you walk away unhappy because uh, that unless that patient buys glasses or contact lenses, et cetera, because you're always going to be this, you know, the only way you can be rewarded in that model is, um, yes, you took good care of the patient, but they had to buy something from you in order for it to make worth worth your time. The other option, and we've talked about this before as well, is, you know, you just drop all all managed vision care, you know, which again, you and I've talked about that as well as as an opportunity. And Mm -hmm. there's some pitfalls within that we can explore at another time. Um, But, uh, and and then you just say, look, I'm going to go, we're going to have breadth and depth, and I'm going to be compensated for that. Or you say, I know what this is for. I know what this exam is for. We're going to cover all of these things. It doesn't mean that we're not going to address those things and have very good conversations with our patients during that comprehensive exam. It's, this is your primary concern. We're going to take care of that today. I also see these things, or you also had these other uh, symptoms. This is how we're going to manage those other symptoms succinctly and this is when we're going to follow up on those other symptoms, except, you know, and you're done. And, um, and so in that process, when we, when we talk about an action plan, Kyle, those creating a pillar, the total patient care model allows for an action plan for each one of those things. And the reason that it solves for, is it routine or is it medical becomes now, once we have this action plan, you have, you have, you've clearly uh, defined that next step in each one of those silos. So why, tell me about, about how you develop that just briefly uh, to going from comprehensive exam, action plan. So why is that an important step? Well, it's an important step because you are, um, you know, the, you're developing, uh, you're essentially capturing that patient for that. Like that's what, you know, what's involved in a, in a capture from that comprehensive exam to the evaluation for dry eye or for glaucoma for macular degeneration uh, really is very similar to what we think of when we capture a patient for a contact lens evaluation as well. You know, so we're, uh, we need to set up necessary triggers uh, in our screening to trigger for any symptom of the patient is experiencing. Uh, or a sign that we see and any one of those things that comes up and then we have that discussion with the patient, then we've essentially, and then we return them to the, you know, we set up a return to office in X number of months or days. Um, that is the, that is the capture. And then, then they come back, then that's when they're going to be using their, their medical insurance. At that time, you know, they, hopefully, you know, we, we've set up the training with our staff that they'll educate them that that, follow-up exam will be, you know, under medical and we'll, you know, likely we'll have their medical card scanned before we even see them at that first exam. Um, and that's but then not they're no longer able to in the, use. In, in the total patient care model, that is on purpose. You know, those, that's yep. part of the process, right? That's part of that action right. plan so that you are capturing those things and you don't have to wonder if it's being done. You're building that on purpose every single time. And the other thing I'll point out as we wrap this episode up, Kyle, is just that 
sorry to interrupt because I'll let you get back to it. But the thing I want to point out is you and I have discussed this term of capture before that is, it's another one of those words like, I don't like it, but there's nothing better. And, and to, to expand upon that word capture, it is, it is you, you are, when you're capturing that patient, you're removing the barriers the and the perceived barriers for that patient's care. Part of it is it lies on my shoulders. But the other part of it is removing the, these uncertainties with the words that you use for the patient and the directness that, that you're finding things with, with being completely truthful and completely upfront with the patient and, and, and completely informing them of what's going on in a way that um, compels them to do what is in their best interest. And, and that's, and that's it. And that's, and that is what, what we talk about within capture. It's not about like forcing a patient or scaring a patient or right. getting one over on a patient. It is, this is, I know that this problem is likely to cause bigger problems in you over time. And if I don't, if I don't inform you about that well, and I don't choose the words I use well, then either you think I'm overstating the problem or you think I'm understating the problem, or it's not important for me to come back, or I'm I'm like, ah, I don't know, this didn't feel quite right, so I'm not sure if I'll come back. I mean, we're basically removing those barriers to that patient for the care that they need and deserve. And that is what the whole thing about captures. We just probably need to create a different term for it, but but that's what you're doing. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not capturing yep. them, like holding them. You're, you're basically compelling them uh, through education so they understand the complexities of what's going on and they want to come back for further care. Yeah, for sure. And it, it uh, you know, when I think of capture, the reason I use that word is just because it's like capture rate for glasses, capture rate for contact lenses. Right. And it all right. comes back to one last thing and then we'll, we'll end it. But it comes back to, it all comes back to belief. It comes back to the mindset, mm. right? It, you know, when we, when we prescribe that minus 250 for the myopic patient that they came in with a minus two, the reason we're com- you know, compelling or influential for that patient to get new glasses is we, because we believe, you know, with a hundred percent certainty that that prescription is going to improve their lives. That new prescription mm-hmm. is going to improve their vision, improve their lives. We have to have that same mindset and that belief about, hey, I see, uh, you know, thinning of your neuroretinal rim inferiorly. You're not going to use that terminology, but I or I see you know, spots in your retina and your macula that could be signs of early macular degeneration. You know, we should have that same type of mentality, that belief that, hey, we are, we're primary care optometrists, eye care providers. And what we do has tremendous value for helping people keep their vision and keep their sight for life. So it's the same thing. It's just that we have to embrace that mindset the same way. If you want to participate in a mastermind group, thanks, Dr. Cludy, for being on today. If you want to participate in a mastermind group, we are enrolling in our summer session mastermind. Uh, and you can check out today's show notes for details. We also have a coupon code for in the, in the show notes today as well that uh, will expire on July 1st. So get it. Get it quickly. We look forward to working with you. If not, we'd love to continue to work with you. But if not, we hope this was helpful. We'll see you guys on the next episode where we're going to talk about, for the bonus episode, we're going to talk about accountability and how uh, some of the success stories and some of the things we've seen within these mastermind groups, how it's helped um, other, other docs. So thanks a lot. We'll see you guys on the next one.